Welcome to Loans Elevated, the podcast that brings you the latest industry news, expert interviews, and insightful discussions that will help you stay ahead in this dynamic market. I'm your host, Brock Lassick, and I've spent years in the trenches of the mortgage industry, helping individuals and businesses navigate the complex landscape of real estate financing. I'm your co-host, TJ Heidenreich, and together we'll cover a wide range of topics from business strategies that skyrocket your success to mindset and motivation that fuel your growth. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for being here. My name is Brock Lassig. I'm the branch manager of Cross Country here in South Jordan. I'm TJ Heidenreich, the sales manager with the Lassig team. And uh, thank you guys for being here. We're stoked to have you all here. So TJ and I, if you know anything about us, we are, we're big dorks and we just look at data and study stuff constantly. We're always attending the uh, market forecasts, the market updates. We look at stuff daily. We attend every event we can with the HBA, the Board of Realtors, that type of thing. And we've attended like four of these uh, over the past couple of months. And so what we've attempted to do is distill what we pulled from that and create kind of a distilled version of what everybody's saying and create a forecast, but also maybe just share the most important data points that we find are the most important for what we need to know in this room. Because a lot of those you sit in and it's just full of graph after graph after graph and you're just like bored to death, right? There's only a certain amount of things that we need to know about, a certain number of those graphs that matter that our clients are gonna be asking questions about. So our goal is to help share the most important stuff with you guys so you have takeaways and ammunition to answer your clients' questions going into uh, this year. And, you know, hopefully it's a better one than last. We'll see. Um, Teach anything else you'd want to add? Yeah, no, nothing. You're, you can go to the next slide. Okay, cool. So the title, what will crack? Politics, recession, or the Fed? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, we already cracked. <laughs> We're We've been cracked for point. two years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so it's hard for us to fit all this information in 30 minutes to an hour because like Brock said, we are full-time nerds. Um, for fun, we wake up at six in the morning on Saturdays, <laughs> probably once every other month and nerd out for a couple hours looking at graphs. Um, so we use all these graphs on our podcast, on social media. We, la- we uh, release a podcast once a week going over anything, market data, what we're seeing, trends. So uh, if you haven't, please tune in and give us feedback or if there's topics you guys want us to cover, please let us know. Yeah, you can scan this QR code. It goes to our link tree. You can follow everything about us there. Uh, but we'd love if you all followed us. We, we give bite-sized information every day, week uh, that is really valuable. So anyway, thank you for that. Yeah, so like Brock was stating, there's a, we got a three-way dance. It's a standoff between politics, recession, and the Fed. What's going to crack first? Uh, what we're predicting, and what we, because this is a forecast, is a soft er landing. What I mean by that, the Fed goals come to fruition, and the unemployment ticks up ever so slightly. And as unemployment ticks up, then we will start to see rates come down. Now, we've got to understand what the Fed, what the Fed's goals are. The Fed wants to slow down inflation. It's been the war against inflation for two years now. And people are like, okay, well, why do we want unemployment to go up then? Well, the Fed sees unemployment as inflationary data. And if unemployment ticks up, people are losing their jobs and they're spending less money, thus inflation is coming down. And just to be clear, they don't want like obscene unemployment. Yep. But right now we kind of have obscene employment, too much employment. I mean, we all saw it. You could basically like over the past couple of years, there were many companies that, and even still, depending on the, the industry, you can't hire, no matter what you offer, 
I mean, wages have just gone up. So it's wage pressure is the Fed's goal there with unemployment. Um, and one other thing that I think is important to mention here, we've all heard, uh, many of us have probably heard, the Fed says we're going to see a soft landing. Have you all heard that? No? Yes? Raise your hands. Who's heard it? Okay. So what a soft landing means is no recession. We put softer landing as our personal forecast based on all the data that we hear and, and learn every single day and the stuff that we've been hearing people talk about because we don't think there's going to be no recession. We just think most likely there's going to be maybe a modest recession that hopefully is going to drive rates down, hopefully lower than what most of the forecasts are saying. Um, kind of the backbone, at least in my opinion for that, is we saw people... None of the forecasters bet rates would go as high as they went as fast as they did it, right? And now I think everybody's a little gun shy, so they don't want to make too big of projections going into the better rates. So our hope is that maybe people are being a little bit uh, conservative in their projections, and we think maybe the economy could be a little bit worse than, than they're banking on, resulting in lower rates, because with unemployment and recession, rates will come lower. So anyway... Yeah, so then, so another uh, thing at play is a deep recession. This, could, this is a possibility, and it's kind of a wild card. Uh, and this is if the Fed pushes too hard. We were seeing signs of that last year. What I mean by that is when rates went up faster than we were expecting, we saw the bank failures. And that was a sign of cracking, but ultimately it did not lead into recession, which we'll dive into a little bit later. Well, and honestly, it's just the opposite of what we all saw. Everyone mm -hmm. was calling for the Fed to take action and do some things, raise rates, stop inflation, and they were like, no, it's transitory, yep. we don't need to do anything, there's no actions we need to take, they took too long. This is the fear of the opposite. They take too long to recognize what's gonna happen, they push the economy a little bit too hard, and something big breaks, to TJ's point, mm -hmm. like the bank failures. I mean, that, that was a real issue, it seemed to have been contained, but now there's some additional stuff resurfacing, so that could create a much deeper recession, which is you know, maybe one of the other wildcard extremes that we could see happening. Yeah, and then lastly, you've got increased inflation. So what I mean by that is say they lower rates and you've got people that are sitting on the sidelines just waiting for rates to lower. And as soon as they do, they go out and spend all their cash and then we see inflation roar back again. I think we, we saw this back in the 80s um, okay. when rates were high, they began to dip. And then again, people started to spend because they're like waiting for this and inflation went haywire again. And then they had to raise rates even more than they did the time before. Yes, we think that's the Fed's direct fear is if we go too quick, too fast, we're all going to get back to selling tons of real estate and everybody's going to just be on cloud nine and then boom, we have, a, we have another downfall and another big issue. Maybe inflation peaks up again. Um, not a double dip, but lots of economists or lots of people that I've uh, talked to have referred to it as like a boom bust cycle. And that's what they're attempting to avoid is this boom bust uh, by not acting too fast. So. Uh, this is what we think is the most important piece. So now diving into politics, recession, and the Fed in more depth. So politics, the first one. Um, this is where we get everyone mad. Yeah, well, half, the, half the room will probably leave. No, yeah. no <laughs> and, and uh, we're going to just talk about some stuff that is obvious things. We don't have any political stance in anything that we're saying. We're just trying to make some observations here uh, of things we need to pay attention to. So this is maybe the most important and then following or maybe just some like, hmm, that's weird. Um, but headlines matter. So what, I'm, what we mean by that is the news and the markets, what do they publish? The big new report that came out this morning. 
What they don't publish is the fact, and most a lot of us don't know it, I didn't know it until I started following this stuff in depth, is there are revisions to unemployment numbers, for example. Non-farm uh, job creations is what this is, what this is showing. There are revisions for two months after the report's released, but the news doesn't talk about that because they're talking about when the revisions come out, they're talking about that month's report, not last month's report with revisions. So we don't know who's influencing this, but the fact is this data comes from the government and the headlines look really, really, really good. And it's what's caused rates to suffer over the past year. We just saw it like two weeks ago, we, or not even two weeks ago, like, like a week and a half ago, we saw rates, they were improving, looking really good, and then boom, they got worse. And then we saw another inflation report and they got even worse. That's been in the past like week and a half. Uh, well, that was one of these blockbuster employment reports that started this whole trend of rates going from like the you know, low to mid sixes to now back nearing seven again. That's what started was this, this headline number of, of uh, jobs numbers. But what we're showing here is every month in 2023, the, the revisions were revised downwards except for one, and they were revised downwards in a very, very significant way. Uh, like January 2023, we're talking like the average report was, let's just say around 250,000 job creations, something like that. It's, we don't have all that data here, but like January, they revised downwards 40 something thousand job creations. So that's like, 20% revision, um, February 60,000, that's 30% revision, March a little smaller, look at June, uh, over 100,000 <clears throat> negative revision. So if they said that there were 300 job creations, they revised downwards, kind of behind the scenes, not publicized real well, no one, none of us heard of any of this stuff, minus 100,000 jobs. But the market is reacting, in other words, the bond traders are selling mortgage-backed securities and, and treasury bonds, which is directly impacting our rate sheets and our clients' behavior based on the headline, not this stuff. Um, so we think that this is a little politically charged leading into the elections, and it doesn't matter if you're red or blue, you know, Democrat, Republican, none of that matters. Whoever's in office is going to do the same thing. We think there's some political charge here, which is influencing what's going on in the market and our behavior or the behavior of our clients. So. And what I think is flawed too with this is it's, it's the way they track this is old. What I mean by that is this isn't taking into consideration part-time jobs from people that have lost their, their full-time job and have now had to get multiple part-time jobs mm -hmm. or people that instead of getting laid off, they got their hours reduced or they are making less money which is ultimately what we're trying to track here. And again, that, what TJ's saying, this mm -hmm. is the stuff that we just dive deep and look at, which is why we have some opinions, which we're gonna share in, in here with like recession, for example. But that's the stuff that's not publicized. That's, not, that's a little tiny mm -hmm. detail in the employment reports that is published, but the media doesn't talk about it. YouTubers don't talk about it. No one is publicizing it in any big way, but it's significant. So like, for example, I think, I don't, I wish we'd have looked this up, but um, hours worked, I think over the past year, went down by like three or four hours per person, which is equivalent to yeah, that's true. hundreds of thousands. It was ADP that released that report. Yeah, hundreds of thousands of job losses. That's not, that's like the equivalent, but it's not reported in this data. The other thing is, it was something like 88% of the job creations over the past 12 months were part-time jobs. There was actually negative full-time jobs. So it's like, okay. And or seasonal really? jobs. Like yes. We just came out of the holiday season where, of course, there's going to be more jobs because there's more spending. Yeah. 
So there's some foolery going on, I think. It freaks me out because consumers also, all of us, frankly, if you're not like me and TJ geeking out about all this stuff, you're making spending decisions and you're planning vacations and you're planning uh, moves and having children and all, this, all these big life events based on the temperature of the market and the information you're hearing. And 98% of people in the United States don't look at this because why would you? I didn't until I had to for my job. So that's a little bit freaky and I think there's some uh, skeletons in the closet and, and like the American consumers probably gonna get smacked in the face really hard when some of this data starts to come to realization. Mm -hmm. So um, anyway, moving on, another odd thing, and I'm sorry we're highlighting Democrats <laughs> here, but it's not political, but it is weird. They're the, they're the ones looking for the vote, right? So they're the ones trying to stay in office, this go around, and controlling, in a sense, the data that's coming out. This was weird because election results were delayed by like two and a half weeks for the Democrats, but the Republicans were literally real time. You could refresh Google and see it happening. The report, it was not released for like two weeks. That's odd. Well, we don't know what it means. And what was odd weird. about it is that all the votes went to one person. It yeah. wasn't like it Biden was got every single delegate yeah. that was to be had on yeah. the Democrat side. So it's just like weird. What is happening? And then this is just a reminder. Teach, talk yep. about this. Uh, so in rece uh, recession, what is recession? Well, in, for every single recession we've had in the past, it's for two consecutive quarters of negative GDP. For the past 70 years, that's yeah. been the rule. <laughs> right. Well, all of a sudden in 2022, that changed. We had two negative quarters consecutively and no recession was called. And the White House found it necessary to publish and redefine what a recession was for, for American economics. That seems weird. Um, so politics are gonna have a heavy influence on what happens, and I think it's gonna be even more heavy as this year goes. It, like, it's polarizing, unfortunately, or whatever you think. We have the same two people going head to head, and it's probably gonna be a nightmare for us Americans. Um, I think it's gonna be pretty bad for us. You know, they, they can influence this stuff, and it's not gonna be the real data. So that's something that is a wild card we need to be paying attention to, and understanding, and like, trying to read between the lines so we can coach our clients through these decisions because there could be things that on the surface look like something, but on the backside of this election, for example, look like something very different. And to me, that could mean significant profits for our clients that decide to take action today and not be freaked out by a lot of this stuff that we're seeing that frankly could be false or just not telling the full story. I don't know if it's lying or not if you just don't say the whole story, but that's the fear. Thank you for tuning in. For more industry insights, follow us on all platforms at Loans Elevated. And to get in touch with our team, call or text 801-713-4000 or visit loanselevated.com.